Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, hope, and clarity in a special repeat performance. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. And, you know, our our 11-pound head sits on this, like, bow-tie-like bone called the Atlas. And when that little guy gets out of alignment, the rest of us can be in trouble. I mean, it could be chronic pain and sleeplessness and a whole host of other issues that can cause a lot of trouble for us. And believe it or not, that little misalignment (laughs) could have happened when you fell off a trampoline when you were 11. And you could still be in trouble, believe it or not. Now, my guest today is Dr. Kerry Johnson. He is one of less than 30 board-certified NUCA doctors. And NUCA is an acronym for National Upper Cervical Chiropractic Association. And he's, like I said, one of a handful of the 30 board-certified doctors in the world and only one of a handful of credentialed instructors. And he is a master at diagnosing and correcting these structural problems in the upper neck. He has spent his whole career of over 35 years on that one bone itself, just that. And he uh, came into my life uh, several years ago. I was in a car accident and I got T-boned. And if you know what a T-bone is, the car hits you from the side and my head snapped to that one direction and then kind of snapped back. And then I was in a fair amount of discomfort and pain for about eight or nine months. And there was just, my head was stiff and I couldn't move. And I was just kind of at wit's end and I learned about Nuka from a friend and I tracked him down and I went and saw him and voila, I think after about two or three visits, I was working back at 100% mobility and no pain, no discomfort. It was one of those uh, amazing experiences. And I, I thought, well, you know, it's always good to talk and to educate people and to let them ask questions because it is a fascinating study. And I want you to know if you've got a question for uh, Carrie today, you can uh, send a text to 877-933-2484. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's just talk a little bit about, I, I did my best to describe the, the atlas, but maybe you can elaborate on it. Honestly, I was thinking as you were um, explaining it, I was like, wow, you do a better <laughs> job than I do. All right. Let's go to break then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. And, and especially in childhood, our head is disproportionately bigger than our neck. And so it's... Um, it's very often those childhood injuries that um, create a structural problem, right, where the head meets your neck. Yeah. Nearly half of all of our head movements occur in the top two joints of the spine. And so it's designed for mobility, and because there's no discs at the top two joints in the spine, um, it allows for that greater amount of motion, but it's more susceptible than to injury. And when it does get injured or misaligns, it misaligns in way more complex ways than any other vertebra in the spine. Mm-hmm. And so, so the hallmark of the work that we do is our imaging, uh, how we take an image of the upper neck and how we analyze what has happened there, um, which allows us to tailor a correction, which 
is unique for each person. No two misalignments are the same. I tell people that each person's misalignment is almost as unique as their thumbprint. Mm. But we can track down exactly how each person has been buckled and um, tailor a correction, uh, you know, for each individual case. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because the, the method involves a very gentle touch to manipulate the bones uh, in the neck to eliminate uh, any interference in your spinal column. I mean, it's so yeah. non-invasive. Uh, it's so gentle. You almost think, did anything happen? Well, you remember, you'd late, you, I, I, I tell you we're done with the correction and you didn't feel me doing well, anything. Well, I thought, I didn't think anything had happened yet. Exactly. But exactly. I, I, you said don't move your neck for about, I think you said, what, two hours or something? A couple of hours. A couple hours, yeah, yeah, which I did movements, yeah. Yeah, but then uh, five, six hours later, I thought, oh my, I've got my full mobility back. And mm -hmm. that was my first experience there. Right, 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 right. And then I came back, I think, for another four or five visits just to see if I was stayed in alignment because it doesn't always stay. Mm -hmm. But it, it stayed for me, and you, I, you guys would ring the bell, and I'd think, hey, I'm aligned, <laughs> and you'd ring the bell. <laughs> That's kind of cool. But uh, then I had uh, an experience with another friend of mine who, uh, who lost almost feeling in his right leg, and he, uh, he, his leg would almost collapse uh, walking, and it was just horrifying. He was so afraid. Mm -hmm. And I think he had been everywhere. And I said, well, why don't you go see Dr. Uh, Johnson? And he said, I will try anything. And you had him back on the platform tennis court in three weeks. Yeah. Well, when Amazing. we, you know, when, when people learn that I only touch one vertebrae in the spine, mm -hmm. when we make the correction, then they would tend to think, well, I only work with necks. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was a college student myself halfway through school with a lower back that was so bad I couldn't sit in a desk. And I was supposed to have fusion surgery because nothing helped me until this 65-year-old guy laid me down on my, took these funny x-rays and laid me down on a little table and touched behind my ear and my pain was gone the next day. I was like, what is this? Yeah. It was... makes, makes perfect sense for me because I understand how it works. But really, in a nutshell, injury shifts your head on the top vertebrae. Okay? It tilts the head on your vertebrae. Well, the eyes don't like looking at the horizon unlevel. So the body doesn't stay that way. So in order to right the situation, we actually have a reflex called the writing reflex. In order to get our head back level again, then the body has to shift underneath that misaligned head neck. And so people walk around out of balance, posturally right to left. And we look at their leg length and they're laying on the table and you almost always will see one leg is pulled up shorter than the other. Mm -hmm. And it's that imbalance uh, when we're not aligned and right with gravity, mm -hmm. that causes degenerative disc disease and breakdown, premature aging of our joints, bad knees, hips, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. And everybody has had an experience in sports or falling on the playground or smacking your head on something, jump, jumping on a trampoline mm -hmm. and falling off or yeah, something. Tra trampolines, unfortunately, have been really good for business uh, over yeah, the years. Yeah, I'm sorry but, to hear that. But, you know, but it's... I, I, just, I actually end up correcting about one out of three newborns. And so, really? Yeah, I, I, they come... I believe one out of three people start their life with a misalignment at the very mm -hmm. top of their neck. And, um, and, yeah, normal childhood, two years old, the header off the top bunk, down, you know, down yeah. steps, off yeah. bicycles, skateboards, you, you name yeah. it. Sports. But but if you think of the big breaker circuit, all right, and that, that feeds electricity to, to all of the rooms in the house. Mm -hmm. And the breaker circuit is is the, the main area where if that switch is not in place, the it's the 
flow is not going to happen to all the other rooms. Yeah. Well, you really explained this well. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. So yes. if you get the adjust the atlas adjusted correctly, it's like the breaker switch gets put into full motion, and then all the energy can start to flow through your body. That, again, the very top vertebra yeah. right where it meets your head, coming out of the bottom of your head is our brainstem. Okay. And the brainstem actually does not become spinal cord until it passes that very top vertebra. Mm-hmm. And so you have part of the computer sitting right up top. Um, and so, yeah, you shift that thing and cause stress there. Not only does it throw you off posturally, but it can cause all other kinds of issues. And then the other thing, in the, I mean, the upper neck is basically Grand Central Station neurologically mm-hmm. because the brainstem is there. Uh, the vagus nerve controls your whole digestive tract, wraps right around the front of that top vertebrae. We have suprasympathetic ganglia, we have cranial nerve, all kinds of nerves that happen. And so when you shift the top of that neck out of place, it can affect you neurologically in a ton of ways. Now research is actually showing us that misalignment of the very top not only can affect you neurologically, but it can actually disrupt cerebral spinal fluid and blood flow in and out of the head. Mm -hmm. Nuke has done some research on migraine headaches and I mean, I've been helping people with migraines for 35 years now, and I never dreamt in my life I'd be able to understand why that is. Mm-hmm. And now now research in MRI technology is showing us. Wow. So it's fascinating. So if you had issues like sleep or, or, or blood pressure or body balance or immune issues or digestive, facial problems, dizziness, that could all be related to an accident you had when you were 11 years old. It can, for I, sure. I, it's crazy. But no, you, you there's other reasons, Yeah, you know, for high blood pressure and, some, oh, and a lot of these other conditions, so and I'm not here I claiming. shouldn't have clumped that in because uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you don't have high blood pressure when you're 11. <laughs> no, but one of the only double-blinded studies that demonstrates that chiropractic and lower blood pressure mm-hmm. was an 85-year-old NUCA doctor in Chicago, and it came out in, in 2007, and actually it rocked our profession and now there's a half a dozen schools that teach this work that never used to, be, just because of that one study. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Kerry Johnson is my guest, and he uh, specializes in, in uh, n- the treatment called NUCA. And NUCA, again, stands for National Upper Cervical Chiropractic Association. And this method involves a very gentle touch to manipulate the, this bone in your neck. And he has spent his whole career on that one bone. So you are, <laughs> you're the guy. I'm a weirdo. You're not only a weirdo, but you're the guy to ask questions uh, to. So if you have a question about possibly uh, if you would be helped by uh, this procedure or process and you've got questions, let me know what they are. You can send them over 877 933 2484 again 877-933-2484 and be right back with Dr. Kerry Johnson in just a minute. You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, Hope, and Clarity in a special repeat performance. Welcome back to the show. So glad to have Dr. Kerry Johnson with me. He is over at Johnson Spinal Care, but he spends his whole career dealing with that one bone. Top, what's it? We call it the atlas? The atlas. Is there yep. a tech, more technical term for it? C1, first cervical or atlas, 
Yeah. C2, the second vertebrae is called axis because C1 uh, pivots around C2. It's a, C1 is called atlas because it's supporting the world, our head. Our head, yeah. And that's about 10, 11 pounds, our yeah, melons? Yeah, 10 to 14 pounds. Yeah, I have a, a big head, Yeah, but I, I tell people because I have so many brains. <laughs> but, but my wife says it's because I have a thick skull. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was something like that. And you, you have not only a great love for uh, this work that you do, Carrie, but you also have a great love for the Lord. And mm-hmm. um, I remember when I came in, you didn't really know much about me. Um, I didn't come in saying, I just I came in and said, I got neck problems. Mm-hmm. And after we had some uh, talk and you were ready to do an adjustment on me, you said, can I pray? Do you mind if I pray before mm-hmm. we start? I thought, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think you probably do that with everybody, don't you? We do. I mean, we. I don't pray individually with everybody. Yeah. Um, we pray before every shift as yeah. a team. Yeah. Um, you know, for God's anointing, for His super to be on our natural, mm-hmm. and we see some pretty cool things. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let me ask a couple of questions. I suffer from TMJ, and my neck and shoulders get really tight. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to exercise, even because when I run or do anything with my arms, it goes up into my neck and it gives me headaches. Okay. Well, that right there would explain, would indicate that there's neurological stress. I would imagine. Because yeah. every every nerve in your arm comes out of your neck. Okay. And when you add s- stress to a misalignment, you usually have more symptoms. Mm-hmm. Right? I always tell people, you can have this problem at the top of your neck, but if you're sitting on a beach chair in Hawaii, you may not have a lot of pain. But as soon as you have to do the things that our lives require of us, or even recreation that we like to do, then it will begin to squawk. Mm -hmm. Stress plus this thing we call a subluxation equals pain and dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Now, TMJ, um, TMJ can be an issue all by it's very lonely. You know, if there's dental occlusion that can throw off you know, the function of the TMJ. Mm-hmm. So TMJ is kind of a funny one. Um, sometimes I'll see people have a TMJ problem that affects their upper neck. But other times I'll see an upper neck problem that affects the TMJ. Um, a lot of times if it is an upper neck problem that's interfering with the TMJ, we will see a really large kink between the head and the neck so that the jaws wants to line and track with the head position. But if the neck's in a different position, then it causes these... Um, abnormal forces on the TMJ. And the mm-hmm. TMJ is a really kind of a sloppy, shallow joint. And so, yeah, head and neck alignment is really important for normal TMJ function. Mm-hmm. You were saying this during the break, but the question has already come in uh, in terms of migraines. I know you've helped people for decades with migraines. Tell me about that. So the study that Nuka did, um, it was published close to two years ago now, what they found is that misalignment of the very top vertebrae can disrupt cerebrospinal fluid moving in and out of the head. And cerebrospinal fluid flows and pulses with every cardiac rhythm in coordination with blood being pumped out of the heart. And so there's this coordinated uh, movement between blood and CSF, cerebrospinal fluid. And what they found is that when you misalign the top vertebrae, it can actually make it um, more difficult for a cerebrospinal fluid to exit the cranium. And our venous system, so our blood, you know, our our arterial system, or sorry, um, 
it has two parts, the arterial system and the venous system. You know, arteries pump blood from the heart to the body, and then our veins return that blood from the body back to the heart. Mm -hmm. The arterial system is a high-pressure system, but the venous system is a low-pressure system. And so because that is the case, then cerebral spinal fluid blocks the flow of of blood coming out of the brain as well. And then it just backs up the whole train. Mm. Uh, And so there's less actual total blood flow in the brain on some migraine headache cases, in fact, a lot of them. And so what we found is we correct that relationship. Patients will almost feel a change like a warmth in their head, they'll feel like, wow, this is this feels different. And it really is that change in cerebral spinal fluid and blood flow in and out of their head. Mm-hmm. It's that old cerebral spinal fluid. It's always, <laughs> always the culprit, isn't it? You know, I just have to add this, <laughs> and this probably doesn't have anything to do with anything except for how wonderfully we are made and how complex we are. Amen. But just within the last two years... Researchers have discovered that during the deepest part of our sleep, our brain cells actually contract for about a half an hour. They actually contract so that cerebral spinal fluid can get into the smallest little crevices in our brain and wash it. See, cerebral spinal fluid washes our brain. It gets pollutants out of our brain because when we burn oxygen, it's just like... Our car burns gas, and, and there's junk that is the remnants of that that comes out our exhaust pipe. But it's the same thing when we burn fuel. And so CSF washes our brain, and at that that one moment during our deepest sleep, the brain cells actually shrink so that CSF can go in and do a thorough house cleaning. It's, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. And so somebody that maybe isn't going through all four phases of sleep properly, they're walking around with a tired, polluted brain. That's so interesting. Um, I've heard that OCD can be caused by an injury to the basal ganglia. Is there anything to that? I've heard that. Okay. But I couldn't speak to the issue. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Yeah, the headaches is a big deal. Um, People that have issues with uh, headaches and migraines, I would, uh, your explanation was really helpful. Uh, Yeah, it, I mean... It is, if there is one condition that's kind of bread and butter in our clinic, mm-hmm. that, that is one of them. Mm-hmm. Sleep, what, sleep issues, headaches. What about dizziness, people that have vertigo problems? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, couple of, there's a couple of kinds of vertigo, like most people have heard, and it's usually a middle-aged problem where you'll get a, a crystal that shifts yep. in your inner ear. Yep. Um, that we won't help. But there's a procedure called Apley's Maneuver that can help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that type of dizziness is usually your head spins. Yes. Like it's a real spinning kind of dizziness. Yeah. The kind of dizziness that we typically will help people with is like balance type of dizziness or like the room is moving or they feel like they have sea legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when they'll get up and it's just, it, yeah, the room is moving, that type of dizziness often will respond to a correction. Mm-hmm. Does anything help with tinnitus or tinnitus? I mean, does, does Nuka help with that? I would say probably 50, maybe 70% of our patients with tinnitus will have improvement. Okay. Um, A lot of times it's your damage that will cause it. You know, people that have been in the military or loud, you know, you heard loud music. There's just damage. Construction, equipment, you know, 
Um, so there's damage to the ear that will trigger that. It's been my experience that um, when you're out of a line, it will be louder than if you're in a line. Mm-hmm. So you have found people have found improvement yes. from the, yes. their tinnitus. That that would but be... Again, not everybody. More than half, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here's another big word I can't pronounce. Uh, T-R-I-G-E-M-I-N-A-L. Mm-hmm. Trigeminal neuralgia. And that's it. Stop taking calls. We've got a winner. <laughs> that's a fascinating one. I'll, let me tell you a story about that. Um, I got a call from a lady who was head of the trigeminal neuralgia support group in Minneapolis. This was 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. And she had been to a conference in Atlanta, and they had told her about at this conference that there was a procedure, chiropractic procedure on the upper neck that could potentially help her. And uh, so she had called me, and we talked about it, and then I didn't see her. A year later, she went to that con- the national conference, and there was another, she talked to somebody else about this work, and so then she came back and called me. And so she came down and... She had had, they do a surgery called MVD, microvascular decompression. Um, she'd had the surgery, but she's still on all these drugs. And so I corrected her, and within a month, she was off all of her medication. And she hasn't had a problem really since then. And, of course, she happened to be the president of the support group. So needless to say, over you know, 10, 15-year period of time, we probably had 40 or 50 people with TN. Mm-hmm. You know, before powerful drugs, it was known as the suicide disease. Oh, wow. It's so painful. It's such a pain in the, in the, there's three branches to the trigeminal nerve. It's a facial nerve. So they can have it in one of the, one of the branches or more than one. Um, And so there are people that really suffer. And again, now with MRI technology, they, they do, this microvascular decompression puts a little pad between the trigeminal nerve, and one of the big veins in your, that's coming out of your head. And um, so improving vascular flow out of the head is, an, is a way that you can relieve the trigeminal neuralgia without having to go into surgery and put the pad in between them. So back then I had no clue how we were helping people with TN, but, but we, we have. Not, not everybody. That one I would say very confidently we probably helped 75% of the cases. Mm-hmm. Wow. You've got 356 reviews and two are not five-star. <laughs> That's impressive. Anyway, you oh, can go thank to you. johnsonspinalcare.com, learn more about Carrie and his amazing staff. And we are still open to lots of questions, 877-933-2484. We're talking about that upper cervical, the top part of your spine. It's called the atlas And if you have a question, uh, let us know what it is, and we'll get to it. We'll be right back. listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold, Faith, Hope, and Clarity in a special repeat performance. 
Welcome back to the show. So glad to have Dr. Kerry Johnson with me today from Johnson Spinal Care. Kerry helped me when I was in a bad car accident and I got my car totaled. My car wasn't even that old when it was totaled. And uh, my neck was stiff for about seven, eight months and I was pretty desperate and I finally said, I will do anything, try anything. And I heard about this adjustment from a friend who got a considerable amount of satisfaction because he had some issues in his shoulders and he said, I got well and got uh, recovered instantly. And I thought, well, I'm happy to try it. And I went and saw uh, Dr. Johnson, and I would say I had the same result. Uh, I would say within about one day, I was uh, better because <laughs> my atlas was so out of alignment and it was causing such pain. And you moved it into place. Mm-hmm. Voila, mm-hmm. I was feeling better. Now, we were talking during the break about you, you deal with a lot of NHL hockey players. And you can tell if they're out of alignment because they, they shoot and they miss. <laughs> yeah, well, my son played hockey, and I could always tell when he had lost his alignment because he would lose his legs in the third period. Uh-huh. He'd get tired. He would just would start dogging it. And um, so I noticed that, too, when I watched some of my, my skaters um, when they start losing their legs towards the end of the game. Because when you're out of balance posturally, mm-hmm. you do not get complete rib expansion when you inhale. Interesting. And so when you have huge demands of oxygen like these players yeah. do, and when they're skating out of balance with this postural imbalance, um, they don't expand as well, and so they don't get quite the oxygen inhalation that they that they do when they're in a line. Yeah. Well, so I would imagine every hockey player is misaligned. Honestly, they get oh, slammed into the boards. Gymnasts and, and hockey players yeah. are the two uh, worst uh, athletes that I typically see, even worse than football players, because... When you think about it, you're in youth hockey and you put on skates, that means you're going way faster than if you're running. Mm -hmm. And then what happens at the end of the ice is something that absolutely doesn't move the boards. (laughs) Yeah. And so these poor kids go in there head first into the boards when they're in, and they're still learning how to skate. Yeah. And for sure, it's a, it's a real big issue with the, with misaligning the top of that knock. Or even even if you fall on the ice and you don't necessarily hit your head against the boards or ram your Mm -hmm. shoulders into Mm -hmm. the boards, you still have gone down and maybe caused some snapping Mm -hmm. of the neck or something. Who knows what? I'm amazed at uh, these NHL guys that that skate at the level they do and they'll come in and they go... Their legs like an inch short. They're so out of balance. But that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. When I came into your uh, office, because I'm a big hockey fan, and I saw uh, some of the jerseys of people that you've worked on, and I thought, hmm, I'm not surprised that hockey players are a mess. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Kerry Johnson is my guest, and we've got time for questions. If you have some, a bunch are coming in. Kerry, how about what about sleep apnea? Is that something that's related to Atlas? So. Obviously, the neck is is it's it's very interesting structure, and there's a lot that that's in the neck. So there's not a lot of extra space, and so obviously the apnea is really a closing down of our airway when we're trying to sleep. And um, you know, position of our jaw um, due to again dental occlusions can can cause apnea. Um, being overweight can cause apnea mm-hmm. pretty commonly because now you've got fat tissue taking up some of the vital space that our airway would have. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people will notice if they if they go on a diet and they lose 40, 50 pounds, they're not 
their airway's not closing down like it was. Sleep position can play a role in it. Like somebody who who sleeps uh, with a bunch of pillows under their head and their chin is all tucked down towards their chest, that mm-hmm. can close off their airway. But the misalignment of the very, like if their head and neck are not lined up right with each other, that can make your airway a little bit smaller. And so it's interesting because I'll have a lot of, a lot of my patients, uh, and I would say probably men have more issues with apnea than women by and large, but I'll have um, our patients will come in to get adjusted because uh, their wife says, you got to go get adjusted, you're snoring again. <laughs> and so they, they, they mm-hmm. know that that's their indication that they need to get aligned. Yeah. Another question, Carrie, do chiropractic adjustments of the neck help? And then here's the, in parentheses, you know, the ones they quickly snap the neck and make a sound. Are they safe? So chiropractic has has, uh, survived the persecution of the establishment, let's just say, for 100 years, more than 100 years now. Because when you mobilize a joint that's locked, that's fixed, uh, and, and it moves better, the patient feels better mm-hmm. and they get relief. Um, and so I would say the the cranial cervical junction at the very top, it is such a complex um, joint that the traditional rotational misalignments may not clear it sufficiently. In fact, most of the misalignment at the top of the neck is it's a sideways problem. That's why we lay people down on their side when we correct it. Um, so a rotational force may not clear the very top, may be very helpful for issues lower down in the neck. Mm-hmm. So, but in answer to the question, is it safe? Yeah, it's safe. And I can tell you why. So insurance companies have all of the information about um, these kinds of procedures, all medical procedures. Yeah, right. Right. And so as a healthcare professional, I have malpractice insurance. Mm-hmm. I pay about $1,500 a year for malpractice insurance, That's which is bad. like a lot of people pay for their cars. Yeah. Okay. The insurance companies, they have all the metrics. Mm-hmm. So that should speak right right then and there that chiropractic in all forms is safe. Oh, yeah. It's really hard to hurt, hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. But because... We are the ones that get the press, though, when something does happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a more than 100,000 people a year succumb to prescription mistakes, but that doesn't make the news. Mm-hmm. But if there's, you know, three or four or five a year, usually if it's at the hands of a chiropractor, that will make the news. Interesting. So I know that you have a, a deep desire to not only help people get them feeling better and and more well, of course, but there's been a couple of occasions, a handful where sort of the Holy Spirit led you, prompted you, made aware to you that the person that you were uh, working on you were gonna was going to be healed that day. I don't know if I'm yeah. describing this well. You told me the story in the green room, and I, I don't oh. want <laughs> to misrepresent what you were saying. Well, but. I was sharing about a young man who heard about our clinic through your show. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know if it was last time or the time before. And uh, they, they so our clinic was in Apple Valley, and his dad brought him down. They, they live up in Maple Grove, so opposite end of the city. And 
we got and this kid was having all kinds of neural unexplained neurological issues like basically integration issues like just clumsy movements weird movements of his arms and legs like involuntary types of movements and they couldn't attribute it to any condition and so his dad brought him down and so I've seen this young man for a couple of years now um and he benefited and things were improving um uh, they faithfully would come down for a check once a month, and I really would have to make a correction about every month. There may have been one time that he was in a line. And so <laughs> this past December, I'm tuning along. I, I'm pretty busy, so I see a lot of patients. So I'm, I'm, I tell people I'm like the polar bear at the zoo. I go from one room to the next and back and <laughs> forth all day, and that's my life, and mm-hmm. I, I love it. I just sailed into the room, and it was like 5 in the afternoon. I've been seeing patients all afternoon. And as the moment I walked into the room, all of a sudden this feeling came over me. Like there was a presence there. And I know what that presence was because I've I've experienced it before. And it was just God showing up. The best way I could describe it, Bill, is that I just walked in the room and I had this compassion that came over me. Like I'm picturing what Jesus said, like he had compassion over the people because they were lost like sheep without a shepherd, mm-hmm. what would that compassion of Jesus be like? Like almost an overwhelming compassion came over me, and it was so out of the blue. Like I hadn't been thinking about God or my faith. I was, I was you were working doing that day. my job, yeah. right? Yeah. And that just overwhelming me came over me. So um, I adjusted him, and I'm, pro- I'm trying to process this feeling. And I said, you know, I... I the only thing I could come up with is the Lord saying, there's healing for this young man right now. Mm, wow. I sat him up. I explained what, what I just explained to you to his, his dad. always brought him down because he couldn't drive. And I explained to his dad and him, I said, I feel like the Lord is saying, there's healing for you right here, right now. Can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. I prayed for him, prayed over him. And when he left... A young doctor that was just joined our practice, she was actually clinical assisting, helping me in the back. When she walked into the door, she, she knew we were talking. She walked in the door. She felt the same presence. Hmm. And she's just like this new believer. Hmm. And she felt it. She was going to say something to me afterwards. Well, anyways, long story even longer, um, he has not needed a correction since. <laughs> and he came back, and he's had remarkable strides since December. Wow. And so I believe God anoints our hands and anoints us to do work beyond our own ability, but but I also believe that God does miracles. And I guess at least for me, and I think he does it in all different ways, but for me, when I have that feeling, I know that God is saying, you got to pray, there's healing right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You just followed obediently. Yeah. I love that. It's great. So there's so many people across the country that listen to the show, uh, Carrie, and they wonder... It's because hmm. you're so awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying they're wondering, they can't get to you, mm-hmm. uh, but I know there are other providers mm-hmm. that are across the country, and there's not a lot of them, is there? Or is there? There's a... There's a few hundred NUCA doctors scattered throughout the country. Okay. So, and, so if and I, want, I aim to, to, change, to increase that. Oh, yeah. But, I know but, you are. <laughs> but if I'm in Connecticut and I'm thinking I would like to uh, 
find out more about this, and how would I go about trying to see if I could find a provider in my area? Well, if you're in Connecticut, you're out of luck. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, good. Um, I will say that on the East Coast has been a big black hole for NUCA doctors, but okay. they're, they're starting to. Like, I just had a really good friend of mine. She moved from California uh, to New Jersey, and, um, you know, so you still may have to drive, um, but there's more and more doctors that are coming out to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, NUCA, N-U-C-C-A dot O-R-G, and you, you open up that website, and they have a, it says patient, you click patient, and there's a directory of doctors around the country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would just say, too, like, it's a small community, so I know a lot of them. So if you if you live in a community that's that has multiple, um, I'm always happy if you want to send me an email. Hey, who do you recommend in this in sure. this community? Because you know I know I know the good ones. That's awfully nice. Uh, how would they get a hold of you? Carrie K E R R Y at JohnsonSpinalCare dot com. Carrie K E R R Y at JohnsonSpinalCare dot Thank but you. one thing I do ask, put N-U-C-C-A in the subject line, because if I don't recognize the email, I, w- I won't open it. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. All right, we'll take a little break. We still have time for questions. If you have them, uh, for Dr. Johnson, 877-933-2484. We'll be right back. listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold, Faith, Hope, and Clarity, and a special repeat performance. Dr. Kerry Johnson is my guest today. He's a board-certified NUCA doctor. NUCA is an acronym that stands for National Upper Cervical Chiropractic Association, and it's this lovely little bone that God created and put in our bodies that our heads sit on and it has some flexibility, doesn't it? Because it needs to, because our heads need to rotate mm-hmm. and it needs to have a little bit of uh, play in it, doesn't it? You know, um, I asked the Lord one time, I said, why would you put this big old head on a little bone with only two joints and no discs and and then have the brainstem be right there as well. Yeah. Like it seemed to me like it was an, in, an engineering, you know, Lord, I could have did this better. Why? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, whether you believe God audibly speaks to you or not, what popped right into my head, and I believe it was the Lord speaking to me, he said, you were designed perfectly for what I intended. Hmm. And, you know, obviously when the world fell, like I believe somewhere along the line, our, our gravity probably increased. Sure. Because we only lived to, you know, we're supposed to 120 years. Well, we lived a lot longer earlier. So what is that that happened? I think it's gravity that's just driving us into the ground. And so this design is not ideal for the environment that we're in now, but it was ideal for what God intended for us. Yeah, that's a great observation. Really, really interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because we talk about that area in the neck, Carrie, as kind of Grand Central Station. You refer to it that way. Mm -hmm. And that is a a great illustration. Mm -hmm. I think you have a great video on your website. Does that still exist? 
Yeah, the, I think on, we do have on, one. Yeah, I yeah. just scroll down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. just a, it's like a whiteboard explainer of what it's this is. It's about a three-minute video. Yeah, and yeah, when, I, yeah. when I saw that, I thought, oh, does this make absolute sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, because if that uh, Grand Central Station doesn't have uh, clearance and everything isn't running smoothly in that area of the neck, it's going to cause problems all over. Mm-hmm. And for, for me, I had a, a pretty much a, a head-snapping injury from a car accident and you you helped get me back to better than new sure yeah so thank you for that well some people can tolerate this misalignment better better than others Mm -hmm. like some people have big bones and smaller nerves and so a lot of times when they're out of the line they'll just have structural issues you know back pain or whatnot or degeneration or arthritis but there's a lot of other people that have smaller bones and bigger nerves and they don't tolerate the a problem there, or misalignment there at all. They'll mm-hmm. have all kinds of neurological mess ups. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And our bodies do kind of odd compensating, don't they? If there's pain somewhere, we're going to sort of physically try to adjust our bodies to alleviate mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of that pain, mm-hmm. even if we find ourselves walking a little funny or. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's, uh, the term is called antalgia often. Say that again? So, a- a- antalgia. Okay. And what it, what it is is like, let's say you pinch a nerve down at L5. Uh, which is the bottom lumbar vertebra, you pinch the nerve on the left side, and what will happen is the upper body will all lean way over to the right to open up the space to take the pressure off that nerve. And so you'll walk crooked until all the inflammation settles down, and then you can be straight again. So your body kind of knows how to compensate. You know, our bodies were made in in the image of God. Yeah. And with all of the ability to heal itself. And this is... This is where philosophy in healthcare comes in, um, because you fundamentally, there are people tend to think that I have to put something in my body for it to be healthy. Like that's what medicine is based on. Mm-hmm. But really, God designed our body to be self healing organism to overcome almost every um, disease issue that we have if we're treating it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if you're in a line, it makes makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole health side of chiropractic that people don't necessarily think about as well. Mm-hmm. So when you have a treatment, explain what happens the next four hours after that. You just have to be careful not to make a lot of head movements. Is it a good idea to have somebody drive the car so you're not trying to check your blind spot too quickly or move your head? Yeah, I just saw a couple from Fergus Falls today, this morning. And um, they're driving right home. Both of them got adjusted. Mm-hmm. And so I I tell them I prefer if they're coming from out of town like that to just get a room for the night. Um, but they didn't have that capability. Mm-hmm. And so then I always tell people, okay, here's what you do. Take a Sunday drive home. Just get in the right lane. Stay there. If it takes you another hour to get home, then that's what it does. Mm-hmm. Just, so you don't have to be turning your head, checking your blind spot. Um, I would say after the very first correction that that our patients have, most of them within about two hours of the correction will want to just go to sleep. Mm, Like they just get super kind of relaxed and tired and they want to go to sleep. A lot of times they'll get their first good night's sleep that they've had in a really long time. That's probably one of the more common things that I hear when I see them back on their next visit is, man, I went home and I slept better than I have in a long time. Yeah, I, I would attest to that as well. Yeah. I mean, I... After my adjustment, I had 
an incredible nap, and I did a radio show at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, I did it all. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, patients will uh, feel malaise or tired. Um, a lot of times they can f- almost feel just a little bit sea leggish because when we change the position of the head and the neck, their brain has to get used to their body being in a different position. Mm-hmm. Um, the first week or so, they'll experience different migrating aches and pains because if you shift the pelvis so that it's centered over their feet again, their knee is supporting their weight just a little bit differently than it was before the correction. And so that is an adjustment. So they'll get migrating aches and pains the first week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, most patients, even though they don't feel the correction, they know we did something. Mm. Yeah, because the treatment itself is, it. It. I, I didn't even know that you were done. I said, is that it? Yeah, right. I thought you were warming up. Right, yeah, exactly. But you were already done. That was the exact same experience I had as a chiropractic student. Okay. When I first got adjusted this way and I I drove home, my back still hurt. I was indignant. I was like, that guy was a waste of time and money. And But I woke up the next day without any back pain and I have never had any pain in almost 40 years. And you fell off a ladder, didn't you? Yeah, I hurt my back a year out of school, mm-hmm. out of high school, fell 25 feet off a ladder. Oh, my. And, uh, I, I'm almost thankful for it because it, it got me into this profession. After my first visit to the chiropractor, mm-hmm. I knew this was what I was going to do. I just had to do this. But as I was in school and chiropractic school, you're in class like 40 hours a week, and that sitting just made my, made my back worse and worse and worse and worse. So, yeah, I was in misery. Mm-hmm. And that was your whole career has been focusing on this one bone. And well, I went back down the next week and I said, Dr. Crow, what did you do to me? I have to know. Yeah. Because they didn't teach anything like this at the school I went to. And so he said, well, if you want to get some students to come down here on Wednesday evenings, I'll, I'll show. So my last two years in school, we were at his office every, every Wednesday night from mm-hmm. 6 to 10 p.m. And took time out of his day. I give him credit because he would finish with patients, never even had dinner, and sit with us till 10 o'clock at night. Wow. You know? a dedicated guy. Right? Yeah, right. I, do, I don't do nothing without dinner. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Rosie knows that to be true. <laughs> so a question, there's people very interested, of course, and here is a question about someone who lives as far as four hours away that would like to come. But, you know, how many treatments could could I could I have if I come from that distance and the truth is it is a process isn't it yeah i wish i could answer that question um you know i have people that that live in the north you know northern part of the state and most of them i will say you got to make at least a weekly commitment for four to six weeks to mm. come down um, now in my case carrie i mean i i was i was better in one treatment yes and i was miserable for about eight months and yeah, and you're probably one out of 10 patients that it. has that result. I get it. You know, where it's a one and done. Right. Um, but that's not, and I'm just being honest, that's not the way it is for everybody. I get it's it. A, it's a process. Um, I, I would say I have one out of 10 patients that gets that one and done. One out of 10 patients that I battle them for 18 months or two years sometimes. Mm-hmm. They've just had so much damage there. But it's worth it to them because their life has changed, mm-hmm. and they'll they make that commitment to stay with it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there's so there's one or, one or two out of each on each end, and probably six out of ten patients, it's four to six months for them to get stable, and then they do really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if there's <clears throat> damage there, and it's it's going to take a while for it to get repaired and restored, it's just not mm-hmm. going to happen overnight. 
I tell people, like, there's two considerations, the health of your spine and the health of your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And they're very intertwined because your spine houses and protects the nervous system. So the only way you can get stabilization of the spine in its aligned and right position is if all the connective tissue that supports it heals and stabilizes. Muscles, tendons, ligaments, joints, fascia. And so that's just a function of staying in a line really most of the time for that six-month period of time, and that's where you'll get the stabilization. Mm-hmm. But I also tell people, so I tell every new patient, my goal really is that as you, we keep you in a line, you begin to feel better and notice your nervous system works better. Yeah. You sleep better, eat better, digest food better, eliminate better, socialize better, think better, move better, and, uh, and they do. And so it's worth it for people, whatever the commitment is, to stay in a line. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely delight, Kerry, having you here. Thank you so much. Yes. Fast hour. Dr. Kerry Johnson has been my guest. If you want to learn more about him and the NUCA treatment, you can go to johnsonspinalcare.com. That wraps up our show for the day and for the week. Thank you for supporting Faith Radio. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.